Welcome to another episode of this podcast, which, by the way, we're we're doing a little name change. Just a quick little name change. The podcast is now Married Millennials on Mics. So just in case you're wondering what generation we were a part of, it's <laughs> written there for you. Just It's just so easy that way, you know. I'm Chris. So I didn't change that name. Ariel also didn't change that name. We are almost 10 years out of college. Ooh. We just pa- we passed over the nine year mark. And I think when you approach that 10 year out of college market, it's, it's natural to get a little reflective of mm-hmm. where your career is, where your life is, or 10 years out of school and gen- maybe high school, maybe you didn't go to college, same kind of thing. Would, would we go back and do it all the same at this point, looking back over the last decade in our, in our careers? And also we'll talk a bit about, um, you know, is it, is it ever too late to pivot your career, mm-hmm. especially in your thirties? If you decide maybe I should have done something different. Yeah, if, if you're playing that game and it's like, oh my God, I would have done everything different. I feel like the answer is no, it's mm-hmm. it's never too late. I think, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to speak for both of us, but I think both of us are happy in our careers. Yeah. But that doesn't mean there's things we wouldn't have done differently. Oh, 100%. I think it's always like a weird, a weird thing to think about when you were to question like, would you have done it differently? Because mm-hmm. every single choice that you make in your life leads to where you are now right right like to some extent so I think back a lot even to being in college um I changed my major and like my entire vision for what my career was going to be within my first semester at school and I wasn't super happy at the college I was at um which was Brandeis University in uh Waltham Massachusetts it had been my dream school because of what I wanted to study but when I was changing what I wanted to study, I felt very lost and like, I just didn't know where I fit in there. Classic college, right? You're like, not sure what you want to study and do. Exactly. And I started, um, I had taken a gap semester. I started in January. And so it was like a little hard to like make Mm -hmm. friends because people had already been there a semester. And as I was looking to change my major, I was like, well, maybe I should go to a different school that has like a better, I mean, Brandon's had a really good English lit program, which is what I wanted studying. But like, maybe I should go to a school where like that's like their thing as mm-hmm. opposed to Judaic studies, which is Brandeis's thing and was what I was going to study. Right, you were going to be a rabbi at I one I was going to be a rabbi, exactly. I so can't imagine Brandeis you being a rabbi. Like, no, I, it, would, it would not have, I mean, I'm glad I, <laughs> I, that's something where I look back and I'm like, ah, 18 year old Arielle, she was onto something when she was like, eh, this one's not for me. <laughs> but like, I thought very deeply about transferring yeah. because I was like, I chose Brandeis to study Judaic studies, to go on this very specific career path. Mm-hmm. Is there maybe a different school out there that, would be better for me. Sure. And I wound up deciding not to transfer because they still had good programs and I was making friends and I think I didn't want even more change and whatever. And it is one of those things where now I look back and some of my best friends are from Brandeis. My early career opportunities sure. were from having been at Brandeis, being in Boston, like right. ending up in the communities there and that, you know, like everything leads to something else. So I can't imagine having transferred and starting sophomore year at a different school and like where would that have led for the rest of my life? Right. Anybody who plays the game of like, if I change this one thing, like you know that your life would probably could be completely different. Yeah. You know, if you changed a very, a very small thing. Like the college that I went to, I wasn't even considering doing it. Um, it was one of my best friends, it, you know, it was, that, it was that time of senior year where people were touring different colleges. Mm-hmm. And he just randomly said like, hey, I'm going on Saturday with my family. Do you want to come for a little road trip and to see the college? And I was like, sure, why not? Free, whatever trip. Yeah. And I ended up falling in love with it. And, you know, 
it was because of the college I went to that I fell into the radio program, got into radio broadcast. All those, if I had just said, you know what, Saturday I'd rather go to Darien Lake and, you know, go to the <laughs> go on a roller coaster instead of tour, you know, the college of Brockport, uh, I, who knows where I'd, I probably wouldn't, we wouldn't be getting married potentially because I well, might right. not have, I wouldn't have ended up in the, that city. And yeah. um, so I don't, I don't regret a thing on my side, but there are some little things like if we're talking hypothetically that would have been a lot smarter to do. Mm-hmm. And like, I love the career path that I ended up in. That being said though, is I think a lot of what I studied, while it was great for, you know, the, the being in the programs was good for making relationships. I didn't get a lot of like hard skills in the, in the sense of like, well, you're giving me this weird look. No, I just, I'm waiting to hear you go for this so that I can say, yeah, I went to liberal arts college yeah. and I learned no hard skills <laughs> and did write three 20 page papers on Hamlet. So like, right. Well, <laughs> so the thing that actually served me the most in my career was doing like on the side, the college radio program, like yeah. that, that learning that those systems and stuff like that is how I got a job. But the majority of my time in college was spent in communications courses and business courses. Mm-hmm. Both of those were very broad, but it, I feel like it left me with knowing uh, a little about a lot of things, um, which isn't as mar- isn't as marketable as it used to be because now you can learn a little bit a lot of things with YouTube. And so like I don't have like if, if my radio career falls apart, you know, if I decide I want to leave or if they decide I'm done, they're like, you're, you're done. Um, I don't have like an accounting degree or, you know, or like something to like really. And yeah, I have a minor in business, but like I don't really remember my finance courses enough to do anything with that. But I do feel like and this Maybe goes back to this isn't something I would change, but I do think that like the mindset of like a 16, 17 year old preparing for college and Mm -hmm. then even someone in college, um, it was drilled into us a lot that like, at, at least where I grew up, it matters a lot where you go. It matters a lot. The name recognition of the college. It matters a lot what you study. Like you got your, that more than your I resume did. is going to follow you forever. I didn't get like, that. Not a pressure. single person that's hired me in ever has asked what my GPA was like. I'm not, I don't think they've asked me what my no. degree is in either. Like there might be the fields that we've gone in though. I mean, that's definitely right. And like, I work if, with a lot of people who didn't go to college. If I was going right. If we were going into a higher education program or like to be like a doctor or whatever, like it mm-hmm. does, obviously it matters a lot. Like when you're applying to like a graduate program, they're looking at your undergraduate, like, right. d- like degree right. and stuff like that. But I think, I mean, there are definitely a lot of jobs at this point that are moving away from even requiring um, undergraduate degrees or changing that. But even in ones that do, I don't feel like it matters as much where I got my degree from or Mm -hmm. what it's in, Mm -hmm. which, yes, if they asked me what it's in, it would be like, and you're doing what? Yeah, you like like, I have the most useless set of degrees. My minors are in Judaic studies and social justice. And you work and my in, majors in English literature. And you work in events marketing. At, at a tech company. Indeed. Yes. Fascinating. I know. It made more sense. I started my career in the nonprofit space and that mm-hmm. it made a little bit more sense there. For sure. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. I, and the, looking back to, you know, because hindsight is twenty twenty. There are other ways I could have used my minor. Mm-hmm. To enhance what I eventually wanted to do for work. Like, truthfully, um, I've always been fascinated with foreign languages, right? Mm-hmm. If I had studied Spanish, that could have helped me in a broadcasting career, potentially with, uh, you know, if I, you know, voiceover or something like that, because they're they're looking for people sometimes who have a knowledge of other languages for right. for broadcasting. Um, 
that you know that's probably not the best example. I'm sure there's something better I could have done. But yeah, the minor of business is like, yeah, I'll just generally learn business anyways. But also when you're 18, what do you, I mean. Yeah. And it's such a young age to have to figure so many things out. Oh my God, yeah. But also like if, say I had minored in marketing. Yeah. And I work in marketing now and I have for a long time. I mean, maybe the basic concept of marketing like is the same, but the field of marketing with the rise of technology and social media and everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, when I had communications and marketing internships back in college, like they were like, well, you're young. Maybe you can figure out what Twitter does. Like, you know what I mean? Like the whole thing has changed. Like no one was talking about like SEO and like the whole field of digital marketing is very new and very different. So it wouldn't have mattered. Like what I would have learned in that marketing class and what I would be doing day to day now, I still would have had to learn the same exact way that I've learned it, which is being in it and like attending a lot of like webinars. (laughs) <laughs> there, there's someone uh someone i've worked with for a while i no longer work with uh them but he over the years he has come in and out of radio and part of the reason that he's felt comfortable doing that is because he very he, he's trained as a plumber mm. and so i wonder if part of that has given him like a confidence of like i don't actually need to do this because i have other skills whereas like i've gone into certain negotiations for you know when contracts come up and you know so, some have gone better than others but there are other <laughs> ones where they're, they're they've been like yeah we're gonna give you not what you asked for and i've been like terrific thank you <laughs> yeah. you know as long as my key fob still works yeah, you know exactly. because i'm not i'm not moving i don't want to move and that's that's your bargaining chip in the industry that i chose is pretty much i have to be willing to move and i'm not but, um unless my bosses are listening i can move at any moment <laughs> but so i guess they, that then know. that begs that question too of like is it, and I don't think it's like a, like a generalized, like something's better and something's not, but like for, if we're seeing us specifically, like, sure. is it better to be good or proficient or hireable in a lot of different things or to be like the best at like one specific thing? And I know for me specifically, mm-hmm. I'm someone who's like very all or nothing. Yeah. And I, I need to be like, this is the thing I do Mm -hmm. and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do it really, really, really well. And that's it. And I tried to divert from that a little Mm -hmm. bit, um, fairly recently sort of to see if I wanted to do something else. And it turned out that for a lot of reasons, I did not, I like what I do. I'm good at what I do. I'm going to keep growing in what I do. And I'm not really looking to like pick up a side job as a plumber. It can be right. (laughs) Uh, it can be incredibly lucrative to be the best at one thing. I do think, though, it's a little riskier now with things change so rapidly with AI. Oh, yeah, of course. Like, what, what if you are the best at whatever it is that AI is? We don't really know how that's going to affect us. And then you don't have the skills to bounce and other things. I also, as I'm, you know, as we're doing this therapy session for ourselves, <laughs> uh, like, was college worth the money? Um, well, that's a whole different. We, we can get into that yeah. in, in two, two minutes. <laughs> I have. I've worked w- my entire career in radio broadcasting, but I have done a million different jobs within the yeah. same company. And so there is a, I think a skill into knowing enough about the different things that you can be moved opposed to being fired. Oh, hundred percent. So and there's different ways to look at it. And I have worked in actually like a lot of different facets of communications and marketing and events marketing. And I've done B2C and B2B and ABC, Z to T. Right, exactly. Uh, D to no. D, Dungeons, <laughs> D&D, Dungeons and Dragons. I've actually never done that. Um, but, but I have definitely popped around a lot and and it took me a while to sort of fall into this exact like line of work I'm in and definitely 
it, right. It's not like I've had the same job since college and that's right. the only thing I've done, mm-hmm. which I do think helps and like gives different perspective. And I think like you've done a lot of different jobs sort of within one company, which has made you like really well-rounded there. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, like the most about it, like I've moved between companies doing kind of similar roles, sure. but that also helps bring in like that outside perspective to well, like, I think that the basic is like keep learning and growing and adapting. Mm-hmm. If you say I've had, I got this job at 21. I've had this job for 10 years mm-hmm. and I've never once learned a new skill and I don't want to. Well, that's also, by the, the way, the robots will replace you. Probably. <laughs> but also I do think that it is fine. I think, um, it was kind of drilled into us as millennials. I think our generation and perhaps others as well, but we only really know our experience that you need to follow your passion. You need to love every day at work, baby. Everything you like, find what you're, oh, you fake love. News. Right. And I do think that there is a, a bit of Liberty in realizing that I don't have to love every single day at work. Yeah. I can work to live. And even if I don't like my job, as long as it pays the bills and then on the weekend I can go kayaking or whatever brings me joy. That is okay. You don't, if you don't go to work every day, happy, that's normal. Yeah. I think actually that's a really interesting point. Like if I'm thinking back on, you know, the decade ish since college, um, it was sort of like a follow your passions, but then also it was definitely like one of these things of like, but you must have a job from the moment you graduate. It must be a quote unquote good job or a career, career building job. Um, and most people like don't really like love going to work every day. So like, you know, you start from the bottom, right? Started from the bottom. Now we're here. That was actually a very popular song that year. Um, <laughs> wasn't it? it was, yeah. um, so what, like advice I would give 21 year old Ariel, um, my first job out of college was truly horrible. Um, I, but it was the first like offer I got, I mm-hmm. got it before I graduated cause I felt like I had to, And it was really, it was like three part-time jobs that made up one full-time job that was like a 45 minute commute from my house out, like the opposite Mm -hmm. direction from Boston, which is the city I was living in. Like it was just like so many things that like didn't really make a lot of sense, Sure, but it was a job and it was tangentially in my field. And I worked for a woman. It was, I was just working for a woman who treated me like her actual personal, like punching bag and assistant, which I kind of was her assistant, but like, it was awful but I was so like well it's my I need it doesn't matter you start at the bottom you do this and like I had other friends in similar boats like I had a friend whose boss literally threw a stapler at her head like hit it hit the head didn't hit the head but chucked it at her oh man because I mean if she she actually got hit she could have probably filed a suit that's true she ducked so she couldn't file a suit but (laughs) she was like she was trying to come up in the film industry like it's very and we all had this sort of I think idea of like okay well this is where everyone starts and you just, sure. you roll with the punches and you do it and it doesn't matter. And like that year, my mental health was in the gutter and it was awful and I hated it and I dreaded everything about it. Mm-hmm. And it, my parents were like, quit, find a new job. It's okay. And I was like, I can't, I have to stick with it for mm-hmm. at least a year. Like, can you imagine if my first job out of college, I just like leave? It turns out it would have been fine. I ended up lasting about 10 months, like left, started a new job, like yeah. right away that, I had had a connection at, which was, and that was a normal entry level job where mm-hmm. I definitely didn't look forward to going to work probably ever. Mm-hmm. And I definitely counted down like 3 PM to 5 PM was a lot of staring at the clock, yeah. but it was a totally fine right. entry level, like fairly boring, totally fine job. 
Yeah. I didn't hate my life. But so are you saying your advice to 10 years ago, you is that you should have quit sooner? I should have and found something else and been like, you know what? It's okay if like something's destroying you. Yeah. Like basically like there's, well, there's a there's a range there's between a range. like not loving going to work every day yeah. and it actually ruining your mental health. Mm-hmm. And that like there's other things out there and like yeah. like no one's judging you for leaving a job. Like it's it's not a reflection on you as a failure if you leave a job after no. a few months or something yeah. like that. But like I just felt like so much you. pressure that like I had to stick with it. Right. And like more recently, I did have a job that was a terrible, terrible fit mm-hmm. um, that I lasted seven weeks at. Yeah. And because I was like, okay, work should not be destructive like this. Well, I agree. And, and it, it probably takes a little bit of skill and maybe some wisdom as people get older to realize the yeah. difference, though, between this is a job that's killing me or jobs can be tough. I should right I should tough it out. And, and like sometimes it's going to be boring and you're going to have to right. do a lot of busy work. Right. Like that was the next job out of college. Right. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> but it really, a lot of mail merges. But if you're, I mean, so if you are in your thirties now and you're thinking, yeah, well the job you're describing from 10 years ago, that's how I feel about my job. Now someone threw a stapler at my head while listening to this podcast. Like it's crazy, you know? Um, but did you duck? <laughs> but did you duck? Um, it really, I don't think it's ever too late to, to pivot in your career. I don't either. We don't throw a lot of statistics out on the show. We're not that type of show, but I did, I did stumble across that, uh, over half of us adults who quit their job back in 2021 did it to change their occupation or field of work. So it is, that was according to uh, Pew research. Mm-hmm. Um, so more than half of people when they're leaving their jobs, it's for something completely different. And so people are doing it. People are, can be successful in it. You and I don't really have, uh, advice on that you know no, we yeah. haven't done that um something that has has served me well though and i i try and use this because every, every once in a while people they daydream a little bit like well mm-hmm. maybe i should just is i find it really helpful to ask people's opinions about what i might be good at because i have always found how do i how do i put this i don't always have the the best view of what's realistic with certain things okay so like by the way, part of the reason that I'm in radio is my parents kept telling me you should join the college radio station. And mm. people kept telling me I was good at it. Um, and I was like, okay, yeah, I should stick with that. But then there there have been other times where I'm like, maybe, I remember actually a few years ago, um, I was like, just thinking about, at one point I was considering changing my career because of negotiations were going bad with a contract. That's a whole separate thing. And you and I were talking and I was like, maybe I could become an occupational therapist. I said that to you. And I also said, maybe I could become, I, you're, you might've blocked this out because it was so <laughs> stupid. I said to you, I've always wanted to learn German. Maybe I could become a German translator. And you said, baby, you're sweet. You don't know German. And yeah. so, and like having somebody who can be kind of like, that's a stupid, that's, that's stupid, that's, that's stupid. I wasn't even drinking. Like, yeah. And I said that to you that I could be a German translator. I don't speak German. Anyways, but I was like, yeah, I could learn in like a year. No. Stupid. That, yeah. mm. and, and somehow be better than people who natively know right. both German and English. Anyways, I think asking people's opinions sometimes can be helpful because... Let's say, uh, let's say there's something, let's say I knew German really well and I brought that up to you. It might, you can kind of get that little test of like, oh, that is a good idea. Yeah. That being said though, you can disagree with people's opinions. Oh, a hundred percent. But I do think, I mean, in general, like I'm a big, I'm a big proponent of feedback when it's constructive. Yes. And not too. just like mean. I need it. Yeah. Positive and negative because I feel like it's so easy, like you're you're so close to everything that you're working on. Right. 
And I know like I get very hung up in the like tiny details, which makes sense based on how detail oriented what I do is that sometimes it's very hard for me to take three steps back and look at the big picture totally, and either see, oh, this went really well or, oh, like, like I I could be like all these tiny little things went wrong, but like Mm -hmm. on a big picture scale, it's like, oh, actually, like I'm not even paying attention to the thing that actually maybe did go wrong or that I maybe I didn't do as well as I could have done or, you know, whatever, like. I always find it really helpful for someone else to sort of weigh in on like your skills and weaknesses. Yeah, that's helpful. And I also, and like, I think we've talked a little bit before. This is a a kind of silly example, but it's the one that pops to mind. Like I consider myself to be very shy. It blows my mind that you say that every time. Yeah. But like for work, like I can't put that on, but it's like one of those things where I, if someone was like, what do you think would maybe be a weakness? Like, especially given your career, like your job, like I would probably put like my sort of like fear of meeting new people on the list. But it's like one of those things where like everyone's like, you have never once portrayed that. So even if it is something you're feeling internally, it's not a weakness because it's in, if anything, you come off the opposite. And like, this is a legitimate conversation I've had before. So it is helpful when people weigh in on these things. Yeah. But that's how I got into what I do. Like, yeah, I never planned to work in events mm-hmm. ever, but events had always been something that literally from like growing up, my mom hosts this huge holiday party every year with like a mm-hmm. hundred people and whatever. Sure. And I always loved all of the stages of that with her. And I just kind of fell into it. And it then makes sense. like in my sorority, I took on roles like doing that. Mm-hmm. And then blah, 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 post-college, like even that first job that I had, part of my job was youth programming. And then after that, I was in like the nonprofit world where there's tons of events and like, it just kept being a part of my job, but like, Mm -hmm. wasn't what I was applying for. Right. And eventually a mentor of mine, we were looking at what I liked about my job working in the nonprofit world Mm -hmm. and what I didn't like about it. And Mm -hmm. we were sort of like weighing like where I should go with my career and where my next step would be. And I was like the events, like the adrenaline and the, the details and the excitement and the bringing people together. And like, that's where my passion was. And she was like, all right, let's look at events, marketing roles. And and that's what I did. That's what you have to listen to because everybody has that thing that they might be good at and wait, light them up about something they're already doing. And you might not, you might be too close to the flame. Yes, it turned out email marketing didn't say. bring me joy, but events marketing did. What a weird concept. Does email marketing bring anybody joy? No, that's a running joke among marketing teams is actually that there is literally no, what do we say? Like there's no joy in email marketing. There's, there's for, no glory in email marketing. That that's what it is. a brief, a brief second. I did the email. Uh, yeah, it was soul sucking. Yeah. Uh, that's week, something AI can take over. Oh, I feel please, okay about that. Take it away, AI. Take yeah. it away. <laughs> uh, next week on Married Millennials on Mike's friendships as an adult and how getting married can make you really evaluate those friendships. Mm -hmm. Not always in a good way. Uh, We'll talk about that next week. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do. Hope you have an awesome, awesome day. Awesome tomorrow. You know, awesome week. Talk to you next week. Talk to you next week.